Tamir, we're not saying like growth or gradual change. We're saying you were you were great and now you're a prick. Yeah, <laughs> that's a switch up. But I think I think even that is going to it always happens. What oh, do you mean? Kidding. No, no. In terms of huh? I said God. In God. terms of like at the beginning, even even from us as females, we do a a lot at the beginning. Everyone's girls. quite intense. Women. As girls, women. Women. Yeah, women. Yeah, okay. we don't say females here. <laughs> women. Sorry, too much science. And then we, we are like we we do a lot, and they do a lot, and it, like I think it's like the the honeymoon phase that everyone calls it because both of us come to the table with a lot. Sorry, Sharia. I continue. I'll, I'll continue. I'll finish. I'll, 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 How can I'll... you stop dead in your tracks? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Serena. I'm Samia. I'm Naima. And I'm Shreya. And today we're back with another episode of Untold. This is quite an exciting topic, has a possibility of getting a bit controversial, we'll see. Um, So today we'll be talking a bit more about marriage (sighs) and being a wife, (laughs) as they say. Um, So yeah, guys, before we start, let's just go around the table and quickly talk about whether you guys want marriage or not and then just a yes or no and then we'll delve into the reasons why not so let me start do i want to get married um i'm at maybe at the minute but i used to be at a yes before that i used to be at a no yeah um yeah i thought of the same i'm very much at um don't know at the moment like honestly the older I get, the more I'm toying with the idea of being a bachelorette. Yeah. For like the rest of my life. Um, but <laughs> when I was younger, I thought I was going to be like a single mum just because I was raised by a single mum. And then I went, to, I started going to church and marriage was like all that was spoken about. And now I'm just like in limbo. I have no idea what I think about it. But what I do know is that married women die younger. Wow. <laughs> but that speaks the volume. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I don't know where she was going with it, but it wasn't that. Can you quote the source? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a source. Of, there's loads of studies on it. There's loads of studies on the life expectancy of women. And the life expectancy of women when they're married is lower than when, they, when they're single. <laughs> and the life expectancy of men when they're married is higher than when they're single. No, what, what does that go to show you? Men are... They're what? vampires. They're vampires. Leeches. Unbelievable. Based on that, Naima, I choose life. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness you know how I, my thoughts on marriage unless it's for a passport or for a mortgage I will not be getting married and nowadays I've been looking into it and you can really get mortgages without being married so <laughs> you can <laughs> you've been able to do that for many years yeah, now yeah, we can even no, open bank accounts no but in terms of the ease because obviously going through the, uh, the mortgage process it's all about ease and um, trying to convince them why you guys deserve um, a mortgage and just generally speaking the views on marriage has changed um, and when they see people as married I, there's like a subconscious thing like okay yeah there's going to be stability there um, and I think nowadays when they see a couple and they're not necessarily married I think they still believe their stability and in my head at that point I was thinking I have to get married to convince people society that I'm I'm stable but you know what not anymore <laughs> I, wow. thought, I thought it was just a financial thing not like an optics thing that's what I thought as well I didn't no, know that they were but, judging me no but I think why um financially but when they see you married, they're like, okay, they're finan- they're binded together and they're going to be financially able to support each other, you know, going forward, paying the mortgage. Whereas, um, you know, if you weren't, they were probably thinking, oh, are they even stable? Like, is this going to last? I mean, they might choose. They're, I think there's loads of subconscious behind it. Like, will I give them the mortgage? And I think it's changed even the way that mortgages are seen now, because I think now 
more you can just go in it by yourself or with a friend or whatever like they're more relaxed so yeah look at that financial talk Serena what about you I want to get married yeah (laughs) as V wanted to get married (laughs) when I was young I wanted to get married teenagers I wanted to get married I'm in my 20s I still want to get married so (laughs) Lord let's get married so do you want to start and tell us why why do you want to get married I just always have I feel like yeah just the thought of having a life partner but at the same time it's scary but I'm like I still want it you know Mm. and I've always just pictured like my future having a family like that two parent family raising the kids like that's what I've always just pictured so right I'm not getting married unless I have money to splash on the wedding Uh, okay yeah that's fair I don't care like I'm not I'm not getting married unless there's an open bar what do you mean 100% my guests are not paying for anything no or do you make them pay for food no my guests will will be enjoying life like I want my guests to be like wow in 10 years time I remember your wedding (laughs) I had a great time there (laughs) the best party I've been to I think you on that one because there are some weddings that I went to when I was a kid and even still till now I remember the wedding and actually there's one of them that I actually divorced but I still remember the wedding because I'm lit it was <laughs> yeah like I wanted to I'm gonna guys if I do get married I, I want you to know I'm doing the most oh no we know I think that's very in character with you I wouldn't expect anything less I want to see a waterfall in the middle you are waterboarding a lot of a lot of not like high school musical shall pay the most I want it to be classy as well but I want it to be a that's not my vibe (laughs) waterfalls are classy I don't know I feel like a waterfall in the middle is just is just doing like the most yeah just like but even it's a it's a weird the most it's not me the most (laughs) I can't explain it. I can't. I feel like I feel like. Do you know what gave me the idea of water entangled with weddings? Crazy rich Asians, like where the water came in. I said, "Wow, fantastic." (laughs) Maybe I'm just not seeing your vision, so I won't. That's okay. Do you know what? At my wedding with my waterfall, yeah, (laughs) you will see. Absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. (laughs) Okay, amazing. So, Smear, you've given your reasons why you don't want to get married. Naima, why do you maybe not want to get married? I think relying on men is absolutely terrifying. Scary. 100%. And that's that's where I'm at as well. Because I thought to myself, so um, if I'm married to a guy and he makes me upset or I've had a bad day and I'm crying in bed, there's going to be a boy in my bed. Like, we're going to have one bedroom. And we have to share everything. The good days, the bad days, the days when I want to leave, I can't. Because government is telling me I can't. I think that's just, Not just government. that's just so much to it you know yeah. I don't know I just I just it's probably where I'm at in life right now like I feel like when you, you know when you're with someone you can be like yeah I can see us getting married mm. rare tear tear and it's a lot easier to like envision that in your future when it seems a bit more tangible even if it's like far in the future but because right now I'm obviously single and really and I really want to remain single for like the next few years at least I want to just feel really comfortable in that in my own space and just enjoying my own growth and personal journey I I just can't like marriage doesn't even factor into my head at all right now but who knows like in a few years I might be so obsessed with someone that I'm like got a time down (laughs) yeah Marry me while I'm dying. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I feel like for me, when I was like in my teens, I was thinking, yeah, I want to get married like when I'm in my early 20s. Now I'm there, I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way I'm ready for marriage now. I just know that. That's no. What makes you ready? What's like, like, I want to I wanna have some years living alone, doing my own thing. Yeah. I can't imagine like leaving my mum's house and going straight into... Uh, like being tied to someone else I need to ha- like have my, my own experiences living alone all of that so yeah 100% I'm, 
I'm planning on going. If I do get married, that's my plan. I don't want to stop living with my mum until I have somebody else to live with. Living alone terrifies me. I'm very scared of the dark. What about having a housemate? No, no, that just feels wrong. I'd rather be my mum if I have to have a housemate. <laughs> but, um, or you, Naima, don't worry. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll live with you. Thank you. Will you let all the lights be on? Or <laughs> pay the electric bill? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> life is expensive <laughs> the lights the way I turn lights off with a quickness I feel like my mum like I remember she used to always be doing the most about turning the lights off I really when it's you paying the paycheck you're militant with it yeah well See, we can't relate because then we lived in our house in Birmingham <laughs> those values that bill was a I'm sure you'll never make that mistake again <laughs> never <laughs> the heating was on 24 7 sometimes even during summer I don't think we ever turned off you guys nobody, were in the fantasy world. nobody nobody was in the house the heating was on in full blast yeah because we wanted to come home and it'd be warm <laughs> could you not put it on the timer we tried we tried it didn't work <laughs> Well, at least whenever, whenever anyone came to our house, it, the compliment was, oh, your house is so warm. That's the only compliment. So finished. <laughs> they couldn't say anything nice about the carpet, the space in general. <laughs> but they said it's warm. It's warm. It was a refuge. Yeah, um, yeah, coming back to the whole marriage thing, I think my fear is always... Um, marrying somebody and then realizing this is not it but because you can you can never know but i feel like with marriage often people seem to have clarity once they're married as opposed to before it and you know one and two marriages end in divorce which is crazy so there's one two three four of us just statistically it's very scary if you just think about it because nobody knows because nobody goes to the marriage thinking they're going to be the 50% 50% who don't make it. They think they're going to be the 50% who do make it. But not everyone is. Or my fear is also being stuck in a loveless marriage. I think men are very, very scary. I'm terrified of men. I I think we don't have to feel trapped because divorce is so much real. Um, and <laughs> I think, no, but it's it's not, it's, it's worse to be, like you said, in a loveless marriage than to be happy divorced. So I think if that, if it comes to it, that's always a feasible option. And then also, I think it's it's okay to keep your independence in a marriage. Like I said, times have changed. So there's lots of things that I, if I, when, when my great grandma was here, she was telling me the things that were illegal at the time, like even owning property and even her getting a bank account was, it was actually really difficult. So it's, it's still possible for us to keep our independence, keep our, keep ourselves in the marriage so that we don't ever have to feel like we rely on them or we're losing ourselves to the marriage we can still be two individuals going in I was just gonna quickly you guys maybe think speaking of divorce would you guys ever sign a prenup yeah <laughs> what's your motivation behind that why wouldn't I <laughs> marriage is like a legal contract right and I'm going in there and going with some oh, clauses. No, come on now. I wouldn't do that for anything else in my life. Why do it for this? Especially when the divorce rate is one in two. Come on. But prenups don't hold up in court, in British court, as much as American court. So American court, it's a, it's very, very like tight. Whereas in British family court, nope. So you could have a prenup and you could say, I want all the money and you could be making six figures. And if your husband is making five figures, he's getting the money. And so I think I think there's many factors there and also earning potential. So if your degree or like if your industry is something that is seen to be high earning and theirs might not be or vice versa, then prenups don't matter. So prenups can be thrown out very easily in British court. So unless you're marrying an Yeah, unless you're marrying an American man doesn't matter (laughs) no it makes me feel very upset oh i i think generally speaking you always go in it into things hoping that like it doesn't turn ugly even from just the relationships i've had you go into it one way and it can turn ugly at the end and you would like to hope they stick with their words but they don't and i would really push for prenup even in court and make sure it says that we no matter what even at the end 
agreed to this. There can be no going back. I don't know if that's something we can do legally, Sharia, but I think it, 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 that security is very important to me. Yeah. So what are like your terms and conditions then? Everything I go in with, I leave with. I'm that's not a little even, bit more. <laughs> no, but I think, I think the more we can dispute about, we can argue with, um, you know, I think that's up to negotiation because I don't know what that more was. And I don't know how much each of us contributed to that more. Yeah. And I can't even foresee that because you can't predict the future. But what I know for certain, what I went in with, I should always be walking out with. That makes sense. And I think as well. Would you? No, sorry. I don't know. It's not something I've thought about yet, to be honest. I'm you know very what? like, I'm very in the middle because part of me is like, if you, when I was younger, I was like, no way, no way. If they ask me to sign a prenup, then that they may as well divorce me now, sort of thing. It's like for me, it was like you're basically saying the marriage is going to end because why would you want me to sign a prenup otherwise? Um, but now I'm a little bit older and I've got a little bit more cynical. Um, I kind of can understand for some people, the need to sign a prenup is just like protection. Um, and obviously they're not hoping for the worst case scenario, but they're preparing for the worst case scenario. Um, so I'm very much in the middle because if I'm the person that's earning more going into the marriage, obviously I don't want to be taken for a mug um and taking <clears throat> all I'm worth but then at the same time obviously there was a situation with Jeff Bezos and his wife and I don't know if they had a prenup or not I don't know the circumstances but obviously she got a lot of money and she became like I think actually the richest woman if not like the second or third richest woman she is, so, yeah, she is yeah from that divorce and you know people had all their think pieces on it but at the end of the day she was with him for years and she contributed to Amazon. a lot of his like we don't know how much he contributed to his success we know we didn't know how many dinners she cooked when he was working like we just don't I think there's so much that goes into marriage and I don't think it can be measured all the time by who earns more so um it's very on the fence answer I'm sorry I can't give you a more decisive one but I guess I won't know if I'll sign a prenup until I meet the person who proposes yeah it really depends. I, I obviously intend to be more successful than him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's another factor as well. I think men's egos are very fragile. And, and it's not entirely their fault all the time. They're socialised into it. So I think, I think I, m my husband, if I do get married, I would really hope is somebody who's so secure in himself and his belief in himself that my success doesn't intimidate him because that can actually become a resenting factor like you'll be thinking oh she's doing this da, da, da. or like even earning more or like some people I just want transparency around around certain things and I don't want money to ever be a conversation that causes him like his ego to flare up basically because because it shouldn't be the case but um that's something that scares me about 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 men I was going to say people, but no men. I think the switch up can be mad and the switch up will kill you. Oh my gosh. I hate, I hate like that. That's, I think, the thing that makes me the most scared because it's like, okay, you marry one person, two, three years later, they're completely different. Yeah. But you marry, you marry Jim who doesn't drink, who, you know, who, who's an avid feminist. And then three years later, he's shouting at you. <laughs> I, I guess. An so. alcoholic in public. <laughs> it's not funny but it just killed me that <laughs> Jim had to be someone who didn't drink and was an avid feminist <laughs> I think that's on my list the of top things. two main things so we know that for Shreya to get married the person has to be a non-drinker and an avid feminist Do you know what I used to think that but I realized I quite enjoy drinking this is, <laughs> sorry this is very Maybe what do you mean? I'm itching I think to go on fantastic. another bottom of the front. Yes, I had, sorry, we had the most amazing time at Naima's birthday. This was when lockdown was kind of open and, you know, people they were letting people meet and it was, it was fantastic. I remember, oh, I came I back home. The, the following weekend. Oh yeah, I wasn't invited to that. No, it's but... okay. It was a bit more low key. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but I, I remember coming home and just lying in bed and everything was spinning. I said, this is great. So I actually would love somebody who would indulge in an occasional cocktail, you know? You're not. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about that, I think it is scary because I don't like when people switch up either, but there is, there's no way on this God's earth that no one's going to change because it would be even more scary if the person that you are with at 22 is the same man at 50. Like that would, that would be a madness. But I think what, what is the issue is if their values change, the values that you, you value change. Um, and I know that they're, they're going to make small changes through their lives and I'm definitely going to make small changes. But I think I think change is, is inevitable. We're talking at the beginning, you were treating me nicely, talking the sweetest, doing the most. Talking the hardest. And yeah. then down the line, you'll be in talk. Food, no communication. Like, I'm not going to go. You treat, you treat the shit or your shit better than you treat me, basically. What did you say? I said you treat down the line you treat the, the shit on your shoe better than you treat me techie but yeah to me we're not saying like grad- growth or gradual growth. change we're saying you were you were great and now you're a prick yeah <laughs> that's a switch up but I think I think even that is going to it always happens what do you mean <laughs> no no in terms of huh I said God in terms of like at the beginning even even from us as females we do a, a lot at the beginning everyone's girls. quite intense women. as girls women women yeah women yeah okay. we don't say women. females here <laughs> women sorry too much science and then we, we are like we we do a lot and they do a lot and it, like I think it's like the the honeymoon phase that everyone calls it because both of us come to the table with a lot sorry Sharia Continue, I'll, I'll continue, I'll finish. I'll, 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 How can you stop dead in your trap? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> continue, so yeah, I was going to say, I was going to hand up, though. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for like, for the, the love might die, like the, all the things that you do at the beginning just might not be feasible. So when you, when you're doing date nights every week, and then you have kids and then you're not doing date nights that doesn't mean that the love is any less or anything like that or just just because of time or where you are in life you can't do be doing the same things you know I think it always crashes another another one I don't want to get too crude but if they're doing the most in bed at the beginning and slowly as they age their performance is getting you know it, it happens so nothing at the beginning is going to stay the same and I think Although there's going to be loads of development and ways that they grow, and you love that, there's going to be loads of things that are like, yeah. No, Samia, what I mean by switch up is somebody, let's even use your career example, somebody who's given you the most, and then three years later he says, I'm asexual. That's the switch up I'm talking about. I don't know, no, can't write. That's the switch, <laughs> that is the level of switch up, or somebody no, no. like, and I think with the, with the idea of like, yes, everybody kind of decides that, you know, they can go into complacency, but I think that's actually a choice because I think women tend to do more over time whereas men obviously tend to do less over time mm-hmm. that's just what I think yeah do you guys think like your um upbringing or culture or whatever has affected your views on marriage 100 percent. yeah what ways <clears throat> who's who else said yes I feel like I've been talking way too much said yes. yeah but I've been talking a lot so Naima, all by you. Um, <clears throat> maybe just in the sense that it just was never that deep to me. I've I actually had only been to a wedding for the first time in 2019. Um, so obviously my parents weren't married. Um, didn't really see people around me get married, elders or anything like. I didn't start going to church until I was like 15 like it wasn't something that my parents put on me so for that reason I was very much like meh 
and then it was only because I started going to church and it was and like if you're if you're in any sort of relationship in church and they know then you're caught in <laughs> yes age 15 huh even at age 15 yeah absolutely no, I'm joking um but no I mean it was just like low-key I don't know if the church I went to was extreme but which is why I don't go there anymore um but that's a whole nother episode to be honest yes um but yeah culturally like I don't I think maybe if I spent more time with my Nigerian aunt and uncle it would because I know like my cousins they're a bit more like that's on the brain um but with me I, I was very much just like and now with anything I do just want to get married because it's a done thing rather than that's what I like I'm like desperate to get married I feel like I've just assimilated to who obviously the, the wider friendship group we've already got one friend married do you know what I mean and it's generally what a lot of us talk about when it comes to relationships that being the end goal like I don't think generally of all our friends the end goal isn't to not get married do you know what I mean so because of that I've kind of just been like yeah sure I mean I went to church you've got to get <laughs> married if you're Christian all my friends want to get married I've already been to two weddings in the last couple of years so hey it looks like I'm gonna get married too one day but I don't think that's got anything to do with my upbringing do, do you, just to go off on the tangent here and then uh, um we can move back on sorry I, there's one thing that you said and I definitely agree with there's like the end goal of marriage and do you think that should be shifted from the end goal not being marriage but to be in a happy and healthy relationship because I think <clears throat> what marriage the word marriage means is people are trying to say oh happy and healthy but actually they don't use those words and so they just strive for marriage and not actually the happiness or the healthiness of the relationship and maybe we should in not only in our friendship groups but in the what the wider society be saying let's strive for happy and healthiness you know instead of let's strive for marriage yeah, I think isn't that's a good thing. Isn't it implied? Like when we're talking about marriage, like in our friendship group, let's say, I don't think anyone's saying it like, I just want to get married. I think everyone's mm. saying, I want to get married to someone that I'm happy with. I think it's implied. I think no, that's the thing. It's, it's implied. It's not explicit. And marriage, we know that loads of marriages aren't happy or healthy. And if you set your, your goal to be, happy and healthy in the relationship that's marriage can be part of that or it can be part of just the dating phase or the stage leading up to marriage just any stage but the, the goal shouldn't be once you get to, to marriage that's the final destination that's the that's the ultimate thing it should be our uh, the goal should be happiness and healthiness i think i actually think we're moving more towards that like just from social media what just from what i'm seeing the conversations that we're having especially the younger generation is more geared towards being in a healthy relationship will stop that's why marriage counseling is such a massive part you don't wait until something terrible goes wrong until before you go to counseling and things like that because it's a bit more normalized but me i completely agree with you i think i think in the asian culture it's married is better than happy alone or a terrible marriage is better than a good divorce like, I think divorce is very much a stigma. I, I can't speak for, like, you guys, but I know definitely in South Asian culture, once you're divorced, something's wrong with you. Like, something must have been wrong. And it's always the woman. Nobody questions the man. And I think that's that's still very much a thing. I think we focus so much on a woman. Again, I'm speaking from, like, a South Asian kind of background. So I don't know if... if I know, but I don't want to make that statement. But um, I think I think we're very much focused on making women into or even little girls into a good wife then we are men into good husbands nobody ever says oh do this so you can be a good husband nobody ever says that i haven't heard that i haven't heard that one <clears throat> no one ever says learn how to how to communicate so you can be a good husband all i'm hearing is learn how to cook and clean it's everybody should learn how to cook and clean i think i think again like kind of um aligning aligning gender roles to things that we should both be doing is very problematic and marriage isn't just between men and women so I think that's even more problematic yeah so teaching true. men yeah. to be good husbands like what are you gonna do when a marriage has two of them <laughs> nobody's talking to each other <laughs> do you get what I mean like I think that's that's very much problematic and I also don't think I also think the whole alpha male 
I can't think of any angle that's not toxically masculine. Like I can, I no angle that I can think of. So I'm happy to hear in the comments, guys, if you do think I'm not seeing something, please do get involved. But I just don't see it. Anytime somebody refers to themselves as an alpha male, I think, yep, I'm staying away from that person <laughs> in a romantic sense, like platonically, fair enough, but romantically out. So that makes me think, because I saw this like discourse happening on Twitter the other day about being submissive to your partners. What do you guys think about that? I think that not every Tom, Dick and Harry should be submitted to because are you respectable? Do you make good decisions? Like, it's not... I, I've always had a problem with um, with that. I know it's, like, biblical and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me, I've always been, like, really... Yeah. And also, when it comes to... You know how men love to throw in that verse of um, wives submit to your husband? And yeah, then it goes. It then says... But husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. So, how can I like? How can you submit to someone who doesn't love you, who doesn't respect you, and all of that? And you're still expected to be that that meek woman doing everything, saying being a yes man. Basically, I don't think it's right. Personally. Yeah, hundred percent. It also says submit to each other. I think that's what marriage is. I think at some point in the Bible, it does say submit to each other, and I think that's that's the whole point. I think I think with submission, you don't submit out of fear. You don't submit out of threat or you don't submit because that's what's expected. Submission is actually a form of power. You like it's a form of respect. You're saying like how a child submits to their parents because they're saying, I know you know better. That's yeah. what it is. It's like I, I trust your decisions because you will you will do right by me and vice versa. That's what submission yeah. is. It's, it's an exchange of power. But that doesn't mean you take my power. It's I have like it's just an exchange basically and it's if anything the one who's submitting needs it they're in a more courageous position because they have to kind of know that the person is making or believe that the person is making the right decision for them that's what submission is it's not you coming home i'm on my knees waiting for you to come home that's not what submission is at all it's not me not wearing certain things because you don't like it it's not me not talking to certain people because you don't like it that's not what submission is at all that is borderline abuse. Like what borderline it is. <laughs> yeah, that is control <clears throat> and neglect. So I think that's what that's what gets so mixed up. And that's just my view of it. I think any man that comes to me, submission can't be willed or asked for. It's something I have to give you and vice versa. So if you come and say to me, submit to as a woman, get out of my house. Like, actually <laughs> leave. <in> my house. <laughs> actually leave. Like leave. Because that's not... I don't even think we'd get to marriage. I think if some if people know me, and I always say this, any man who's with me cannot be insecure. It would not be good for his mental health. So, like, just know who you're with. So, yeah. I, That's so true. I, my, my views on submission, um, I think it is a very strong word. Um, I think words like trust, respect, I feel more comfortable with. And I wonder if the word is more to do with the time period that um, it was written, the Bible was written in. And you know how words change over time slightly. And, you know, I think when people talk about submission, I think they were talking about respect and um, trust and stuff. And I, I think it is very important to trust your partner and respect them. <laughs> I think it's very important to do that to everyone. Um, but I think the vulnerability... I think is also what they're referring to in that word and I think it is important to be vulnerable to the person you love um, and vice versa uh, because I think you have to really open yourself um, so you can feel comfortable for the rest of your life because if you're in a home or you're trying to live in a place that you can't be yourself and be vulnerable in you're not going to be happy in that relationship or your, your life because you can never truly be yourself so yeah vulnerability trust and respect I think I'm here for. But I remember when I was like little, I remember thinking I'm going to be like 30. I'm going to be chilling by the poolside. I'm going to adopt two kids. Like, I don't know what my, what my parents did with me, but it was never a thing. But I think they made a point not to quote unquote, raise me like a girl. I don't think it was a thing where I never until now. And I'm like 21. I've never once heard my mum say, do this so you can be a good wife like yeah she actively and, and i've heard that like for example i've heard that in the community like well we'll be having tea together and stuff like i've heard mums say that to their daughters like oh 
xyz or like telling their daughters to pick a different career because how will you have time for your husband if you did blah 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 blah, blah. and then my mum will actively oppose that so I think I think it's also a thing that you're socialized into I think the way you see marriage has a lot to do with and like everything the marriages you see growing up and that's primarily your parents marriage and that's probably why I'm so scared about being married because imagine your child growing up and seeing and it's my fault like just because our marriage didn't work out yes divorce is always an option and that's I think it's fantastic when kids aren't involved but I think when kids are involved divorce is never easy I do yeah yeah or even like I think it's very very difficult for all parties involved because that child will not know anything that like do you know what I mean like their whole world would have kind of come apart depending on how young they are and if they can understand mm-hmm. that's what terrifies me it's not about paying for myself per se but it's about paying for children because we're so responsible for them so I think I think that's why I'm very much in the maybe category now because yes I can I can choose you every single day right but what if one day nothing could nothing could be wrong but it could just it could just not be right and I think now you actually shared this and I thought that like it was some woman talking about how even after like eight years of marriage her marriage was great that was her her best friend but it just wasn't it for her so she had to get divorced um and I think those decisions are so difficult to make and that's probably why a lot of people stay because children I think I obviously I I don't have kids but um I can only imagine how much that love is so like you obviously you'd rather stay even when you're not happy, just so that they could have some form of stability. But I think people underestimate kids and don't give kids enough credit because I definitely think children are able to sense an unhappy relationship. Yeah. So I, I, I think going based off that, like if I had the option of divorce or staying in a loveless marriage for the sake of children, I would still mm. pick divorce because the children yeah. sense the lovelessness. So it's like you're not actually really saving them from any harm, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Um, Um, Talking from a perspective of my parents being divorced, I was kind of glad when they were. um, Yeah. Because because I think you can see, even as a child, as Naima says, you can see when two people are not working out. And I think... I think it did make, and I agree, Sheree, I think it did make my mum's choice a bit harder because she was probably thinking about the kids. But I think, like Naima says, we're robust as children and we will pick it up. And I think it's more important to be in a, a household full of love. And if that means one yeah. person. Then... Yeah, I, and I, th- I think that's so, so, so wonderful that we have that choice. I think we cannot underestimate that. But I also feel like, and, and it's, a, it's a fantastic thing but that's definitely we're coming from a place of privilege because some oh, people don't yeah. even have that option like so many women stay because Financial that's their that's that's the only source of income or so many people stay because they genuinely can't otherwise or they've been told or they've been almost led to believe through three years of whatever it might be that this is it this is the best they'll do like there's so many factors into it so I just I honestly think divorce needs to be like destigmatized because I I personally think I might even have like an internal bias towards divorce because I'll be thinking because you know we all say I definitely don't want to get divorced yeah but I think we need to I I, and even like I know there's power in the tongue and all of that but I generally think we need to move more towards yes I don't want to get divorced but if that's an option I'll be comfortable enough to take it because if your principles are saying I don't want to get divorced I don't want to get divorced no matter how terrible things are you're more more likely to stay or you're more likely to think, yeah, marriages are for life. No, marriages are for love. So as long as there is love, then stay. As long as things are, like, there's room for growth, there's room for change, then stay. But I think I'm, I'm trying to move myself more towards that. Yes, I don't want to get divorced. But I will take that lifeline. Like, that, I'm not there yet, and which is so bad. But that's where I want to go more towards. And I think that's what we, we should be pushing. I think our generation is definitely moving more towards that because um, I think like when I think of like um, my aunties or like uncles parents generation whatever they my mum always uses this phrase that like, they're taught to sit on the hot stone so like, no matter what's going wrong they're taught like the women specifically are taught to just sit on it and it's like just bear that until not even until like just bear it forever yeah. basically. Like, you're not, they're not they're expected to just hold it down 
So I think in our generation, we're definitely moving away from that. And yeah, I, I don't know. It is hard. It's easier said than done, obviously. But I think it's good that you're saying like, that's what you're trying to get to because like every you can't I don't think it's healthy at all to be in that state because then you don't know how you're going to end up mentally as well if you're literally every day thinking I hate this I'm not happy here like where's it going to end where are you going to end up so, and that, that goes back onto my point that I was trying to make earlier that the goal should never be marriage because then that means the anti to that is divorce the goal should be a happy and healthy relationship and so we shouldn't like the destination should be changed so that no matter what you have the, the correct it gives you the power to have the correct uh relationship that you want because if you're saying the goal is marriage and once i reach marriage that's where i need to be it's it's all bliss then it prevents you from getting a divorce and i think that's a, a reason why and then the goal should be just being happy and healthy in 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 that relationship and uh one more thing about um uh what serena said is like in the elder generation and i think our generation is different i think that's going to lead way to much healthier relationships because the phrases like sit on it or, or just bear with it you're tough you're a woman all of that nonsense um won't be said because we are the people talking to each other so like for example if one of you guys came with a problem i'm not saying sit on it you'll be strong you're a woman that is not there and we're not telling each other that sort of thing and so we're going to be in healthier relationships whereas the elder lot are just saying you can do it <laughs> men are, this is just men this is how they are for you <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly but we're not saying that anymore so oh, do you know what i hate hearing Oh, um, like there was a there was a story I saw her. I can't remember, but like basically, uh, there was a married couple, and the guy was doing madness, and his his excuse for it was, oh, um, it was the devil. The devil's trying to ruin our relationship. <laughs> Men devil. will actually try and kill you. <laughs> You're the devil. Stuff like it's that. You. I'm like, no, I don't know. But also, just to add on to what Samia was saying, I think I actually definitely agree with you. Like, I didn't get what you were 100% saying earlier, but I think when marriage is the goalpost that can kind of make, and then you get that, that can also make people complacent. So if yeah. your goal is just for a happy relationship always, and that's the focus, regardless of what the status of that relationship is, whether you're legally sing single, because you don't get to put down in a partnership on forms for some reason, it's like single or married. Um, whatever that status is though, you're always going to be striving for happiness and obviously pouring into one another, regardless of whether you're married or not. But I think sometimes when people get married, they can get complacent. Because it's yeah. like, we've done it, like take it off the list, we're married now. Um, and it's almost as if you're not having to try as much like I think up leading I, this is obviously an assumption I'm not married but I feel like when people from just speaking to people in relationships and stuff like that that you see before marriage people are obviously actively trying to make sure the relationship works um and so yeah I think if you can get married and that fall away because what what are you now focusing on do you know what I mean? Yeah. If marriage has always been your focus like what are you now working towards but I think relationships are constant like upkeep like you have to work to sustain that relationship um so yeah but to, to switch from divorce and stuff just a bit of a funny uh question what would you what i find absolutely hilarious what would you guys do if um you were being proposed to but you were like no <laughs> i would say no like right then if there was a crowd then in there oh if there was a crowd well see it would depend <laughs> and it would depend on whether i'm planning on this relationship continuing or i'm saying no because i'm thinking this relationship is dead if i think the relationship is dead actually no either way i feel like you have to just i think it's i don't know i would say babe get up like <laughs> get up. let's That's go so and also another thing if you are going to propose in front of a crowd you don't know me so that's yeah. another red flag. I think, <laughs> ew, 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 just no, not for because me. I, because I was having this conversation with someone the other day. And I said, I feel like I would say yes, just to save him embarrassment from strangers. And then in private, be like, what? what's going on? We're not on the same page. 
what you know what I mean? And then would it, huh? would it make a difference if the, the crowd is strangers or friends? Because saying saying yes in front of strangers and then going behind the scenes, they won't know wow, they won't know what happened afterwards. Yeah. If the crowd is your family and friends, what do you do then? Say no. You say you have to say I am so sorry, you've gotten my family yeah. involved and you, yeah. you you're not sure that I want to get my something's yeah. gone wrong here and yeah, I also think no. yeah, I also I think, think you're right. Yeah, when the person when the person proposes, right, and sometimes you might think, Yes, I want to get married to the person, but now that it's actually there, you think <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> not with this one. So I don't I feel like I feel like you should just you should just know. If I'm not saying not bantering saying ha 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 when's the ring coming, I'm not there. Just PSA guys, I'm not there. What if mm. your what if your no is a not yet? Do you think the man should... Say? I don't think not yet is a thing. Yeah, I, I actually yeah, don't think not yet is a thing. you have, like, a long engagement if you want. Yeah, 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 100%. Not yet is not a thing. And I think I think if you're sure... Because I was reading this book, I recommend it to everybody. It's called This Is Me Letting You Go. It's by a psychologist. I'm not sure. I think it's Elaine. I'll, I'll send it to you all, but I think everybody should read it. But it talks about how people like to say timing... You know, it's awful. They say timing is a B word or whatever. But I think that's just, that's nonsense. It's a cop I out. Think, yeah, I think when it's the right person, you always make it work. Always. Because circumstances might not let you, but that's not timing. That's circumstances, right? I think if you want to make it work, you will either communicate with the person or you will try find a way and you'll bend backwards and you will fail trying as opposed to failing to start in the first place so I don't think not yet is a thing I could I would say yes to the because it's like do you want to marry me yes I want to marry you not in maybe a year maybe in a year and a half but yeah, no. true. the question is will you marry me like yeah will you marry, will you marry me? me yeah so yeah. I would oh sorry don't me on I was going to say, if someone uh, was to propose to me in, in front of a crowd, whether that's strangers or people they know, um, the relationship has ended right then. But I would say yes, um, just to spare embarrassment, because I think mental health is important, um, regardless whether the crowd was family or, or, or strangers. And the reason why I have to say the relationship ends right there is what Sharia says, uh, he doesn't know me or he's manipulative. And the reason why I say that is because there's, if, if you do know me, if you don't know me, then, then it's not going to work anyhow. But if you know me, then you know this is not what I would want. And you're putting me in the pressure to say yes because you've put me in front of a crowd. And either which way, he's got to go. So, yeah. Yes, because I wouldn't even tell people. And now imagine it's in front of you guys. Naima's now snapping. The whole world knows I'm engaged. And it's not real. <laughs> she'll be like what so i feel like everybody would know and now i have to now let everybody know and i now have to put up a story saying guys it was all a prank it wasn't real no but i don't <laughs> think i would post it instantly i feel like okay. i would be record i would be recording do you know what i mean yeah 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 but, uh, no, everyone's different though. I feel like some people like the crowd idea, some people don't. So. Would you not, Serena? The crowd? No I, don't even, I don't even you want it in public. Do you yeah. know what I always wondered, right? Do you know when you see engagement photos? Like, how is it a surprise? Like, where did the photographer come from? <laughs> no, they're hired. The guy hires a photographer yeah. and they're normally yeah. from. But do you know what I mean? No, they might I, feel like I, would, I feel like I would notice a photographer. But. No, they're hiding. Before they, pop yeah, the they won't be like out in the open. They'll yeah, be, they're, they're hiding. Somewhere, or they'll just come out of the blue. I don't know. How do they get the money shot then? <laughs> oh, the money shot is afterwards. Yeah. They probably just say, okay, let's go back into that position. So it's staged. No, 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 no. Like, like the one where they're posing with the ring is obviously posed. But like when they're actually proposing, what they tend to do is take video and then long shot a camera. So like every single second is captured. And then right. they do editing afterwards, so everything's like obviously crystal clear and stuff. So yeah, there are definitely right. ways to do it. Would you get a photographer? I would feel so. My husband, my 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 fiance yeah, better. It all, to, it, all, it all needs to be documented. What yeah. I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to have to explain to everyone how it happened. I can just show you a little a clip of how it happened. Yeah. Right. If if it's a matter of privacy. 
why would you accept a photographer so you can go back and show the whole crowd? And no, 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 it's more for memories. I would definitely want it to be captured because, like, 20 years down the line, I will be telling my husband, this is what you did, this is what you said, and he'll be saying, no, I want it documented. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows I, what... I'm just a sentimental person. Yeah. Like, I, I, take, I take pictures of my little brother climbing a tree, like... I'm gonna have my engagement pictured. What do you mean? Yeah. I think it's like in the moment, I'd want it to just be me and him because I wouldn't want that pressure of everyone around me. And I'm thinking, oh my god, everyone's okay and da Like I would just want that moment to be sacred and special. But if I'm like, if it's afterwards, I'll be like, oh my gosh, guys, look how he did it, or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. I would actually. I do you know what? I remember thinking like back in 2012, 2013. I remember thinking if with proposals 2012 Howard was at 12 13 but I remember thinking I would actually want my closest friends there but just behind the screen and then once the thing is done it turns into an engagement party but I'd rather actually throw wow. an engagement party but um Rhea, I, I think that's absolutely nonsense you would love to organize the whole engagement party and throw it for yourself and be like, oh, no, do you know what I'm very tired of organizing so I feel like I would very much appreciate in fact that would signal to me this is the right man if he can organize things for me i'm so tired every day i must make the booking i'm so tired no sharia is the queen of organization uh she is a pro i try tired but she she was a pro amazing well this has been great guys um from talking about about what did we talk we talked about so much about marriage to reasons to do it to not do it what our thoughts are where we're coming from and socialization of you know marriage and divorce and how we're going to do better as a whole. This has been a fantastic episode. Um, I certainly think so. So please let us know your <laughs> thoughts. a little bit the... biased. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you think. <laughs> From a bird's eye view, it's been fantastic. Um, but just, yeah, let us know your thoughts in the comments, whether you agree or not, um, your reasons why. We just love to just hear your thoughts. If there's anything that we've said that you disagree with, um, please let us know. Agree with, definitely let us know. Um, so yeah until next time guys thank you so much for listening in the meantime if you want to get a bit more of untold please check out our website on untoldltd.com we're on all social media platforms at um, untold ltd and yes looking forward to seeing you guys next time thank you so much thanks bye, bye.